You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Hey everyone, it's Greg Morgan. Welcome back. Lori Patrick to the studio of Sutton Group Results Realty. Are you ready for the holidays, Lori? Have you done all your shopping or are you too busy with clients? I am busy with clients and I have not finished my shopping. Any family members that may be disappointed from uh, you <laughs> not being able to shop? They're always disappointed a little <laughs> bit, but uh, I'll get around to it. Well, we're not here to talk about what's on your Christmas list or anyone else's, but we are here with some great advice. Got some great real estate uh, information and what it's like to be a buyer and seller in this market here in Regina. What is the market like right now? You know, the market right now, I have found, strangely enough, December to be a little bit busier than it was the last couple of months. I've been busier this month than November, October, but I just kind of wanted, because we're at the end of the year, I thought, let's let's do an overview of what this kind of wild real estate year there has been like. There have been some wild swings, no doubt about it. Very wild swings. And you know, and we came out of kind of a unusual time for our market, but The market this year started very busy. It carried over from last year's busy, busy market, very active, lots of turnover. I really didn't get the lull of the new holiday season last year, right? But we had a pretty healthy inventory then too, didn't we? We did have healthy inventory, but the year started busy. There wasn't any of that seasonal lull and and it stayed busy. So we had right up until mid-year, I would say, it was a very active market. And inventory was strong. It was still pretty good. Normally, when we have a really strong seller's market, our inventory is low, but it wasn't. Inventory stayed high. There was lots of product. It was cycling through fast, but there was enough product. And buyers, uh, generally, that means that we had a lot of active buyers in the market. They were there. They were buying. And this continued probably right up until mid-year, I would say July, August. We started to feel the shift, and the shift happened pretty quickly. Well, those interest rates. Exactly. Now, we didn't feel this in the beginning. I think we've touched on this in previous shows, but, you know, buyers can absorb the first few rate increases. Okay, you know, that's fine. But then when there's talk about increasing more and more and more, they start to pull up and they rein themselves in a bit. So you get to that third increase, fourth increase. And so they're saying, we just want to see where it lands because they still want to buy. You have buyers out there that still want to buy. They don't like being long-term renters. If they can qualify for a mortgage, they still want to buy. Now, sometimes that means they have to adjust their price range down a little bit because, you know, with the rates increasing, they can't purchase quite as high a a house as they like. But they will still buy, but they don't like it when there's just talk of more increases, more increases. We don't know. So they want to wait and see, let it settle out. Where is it going to land? And then they'll kind of start coming back to the market slowly, perhaps, but they'll come back. They can live with the increases because eventually you get new buyers coming into the market and that's all they know. That's This interest rate is what it is. But they don't like the uncertainty. And it seems like the last increase, this most recent one we had, and of course, there's never any guarantees with these things, but it seems like this is where we're going to stop. This is where the rate's going to be for a while and hopefully maybe into the new year, first, second quarter, they might even drop a little bit. So now you can see them coming back. I'm thinking that's why I'm seeing December pick up a little bit here. With the uh, peaks and uh, valleys of interest rates, how does that affect house prices? You know, when they started to increase and right near that third quarter start of our year, when the market flipped, and it it flipped pretty quick, from the beginning of one month to the beginning middle of the next month, the market will have shifted and you feel it, right? And I will have to tell sellers, and it's a difficult conversation to have, and they're regretting it. If they listed it a little past that peak, But they've heard all the, you know, it's a busy market, there's competing offers. They've heard the stories, maybe their neighbor sold two months ago and got this great price. And now I have to have the conversation of, yes, 
that would have been a good price we could have asked two months ago. Now we're not there. Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult conversation to have, but if they have to sell, they have to just be realistic. And the buyers, while still out there, are taking their time. So when you hear buyers or usually their advisors telling them, wait, the prices are going to drop 30% off in a few months, uh, what's your reaction oh, to that? You know, those advisors, I'm putting them in air quotes, Greg. <laughs> those advisors um, are, are sometimes They're not, concerned parents sometimes, aren't they? <laughs> they are concerned parents. They can be just about anybody. Um, but, yeah, we, we will get that where I'll, have to, I'll speak to a buyer and say, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait because the price my friend says or my dad says. Somebody says, you know, prices are coming way down, 30%. Well, we don't see those swings here. Mm-hmm. And and I, I always have to laugh because I've been doing this 30 years, and I can't tell you what's going to happen three to six months out in the market. It's ever-changing. I can read the trends a little while ahead, but I don't know what's going to happen. So how your advisor knows we're going <laughs> to drop 30%, prices are going to drop 30%. And if you think about that, that's a huge wild swing. We don't have those swings here in Saskatchewan. Well, and the builders, I think, uh, can probably sometimes be a good indication of what the market uh, is is at and where it's going, though, can it? Absolutely. I represent Ehrenberg Homes here, great builder, um, and I am their, their on-the-market representation. And they have an in-house uh, salesperson that I deal with a lot and, of course, the owner. But when we get a call, you know, we're always monitoring the new home situation as well and how much of their inventory is on the market and what they're doing with prices. So recently, pretty much all the builders across the board with their on-the-market inventory, not so much their pre-built inventory, dropped all their prices. So everybody took them down. And they didn't even approach 30%. It wasn't even 10% that they dropped. It was more like 5%. And I watched the other builders where mm-hmm. they're dropping to as well and what we did. And and that little bit of a haircut will bring back buyers. And it was enough to bring back interest, more 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 traffic through the door. They're not going to be dropping another 25%. Yeah. Well, it, it pays. There you are. You're connected with some of the, uh, the, the professionals in the business. And... Uh, uh, there's advice to be had. So, uh, you know, maybe those advisors as a prospective, uh, I know, a purchaser, uh, just put them aside and know that uh, you have the connections here too. And uh, you were telling me off air, I wanted you to share a little about this email you got from a representative. Yes. The, my, my colleague at Ehrenberg Homes, their, their in-house rep, emailed me just recently and said, um, uh, just the other day, and before I even knew the th- read the thread, he was, he was CCing me on a reply to a buyer. And I knew before I even read it what was coming. This buyer had sent in to them, this is what I want. This is my price range. And my colleague, Derek, very, you know, politely said, oh, you're not even close. You're not even in the ballpark. So unless you drastically increase your price range or take off your, your want of a basement developed and a double garage, we're, we're not in the ballpark. Here's Lori's contact information. Perhaps contact her. And she can help you because you're looking at resale for this sort of price. You know, a used home, certainly something very nice, but you're not getting new construction with all the extras you want. And him and I talk a lot. And we've had these of the conversations that we have sometimes with these buyers when they think, oh, we're in the driver's seat now. It's the buyer's market. The builders are reducing. They become so unrealistic that you can't deal with them. When I have a buyer approaching us saying he wants a double garage built for $6,000. 20 years ago, you couldn't build a garage, double garage for $60,000. That's not getting you the path. But this is what they think. And, the, the, and they, he was quite adamant about this $6,000 garage. And the price was too specific to me that I thought, 
some advisor, again, I'm putting in air quotes, has put this in his head. Yeah. That, that you know, just negotiate with them. They'll come down. Well, no, you still have to be realistic. You still have to take consideration to the fact that uh, times change, as do prices. You're in the business. You're in the mix the whole time. So uh, it, it pays to, and look at, it, it, we're listening to Lori Patrick here of Sutton Group Results Realty. If you ever want an opportunity to maybe just call Lori and say, you know what, I, I have a few questions in advance of all of this, uh, you can be interviewed, right? Anytime. And they can call you anytime, 306 306- Five nine one fifty one ninety two. Now, look, I got to take a bit of a break here, but I wanted to uh, get your opinion on what sellers can do in this market, too, and uh, kind of reflect on the past year and uh, a bit in uh, the next month or two as well. So we're going to take a break. Back in a moment with Laurie Patrick. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick on 980 CJME. I'm Greg Morgan back here with Lori Patrick. It's Inside Real Estate. That's where we're headed right now. Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty taking you behind the scenes of what's going on in the market right here in the city we live. And uh, Lori, we talked a bit about buyers. Let's talk a little about sellers. Price, 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 price. Price is so important. That is your number one priority when it comes to listing your home. What's the price? Well, besides hiring the right agent is what are we going to list at? Price. Price is very important. So you have to price for the market. The other thing is accessibility and keeping your house ready for showing. So access is extremely important. Let me in the door as often as possible. I always tell my sellers, do not turn away a showing if at all possible. And then keep it neat and tidy as much as you possibly can. So price and access. And we've touched on those before, but I had two recent Rather extreme examples of both, I thought I would share so that the sellers could understand where I'm coming from. Okay. Example number one. Example number one, and this just happened, access. So I have this listing, and it's it's a great little house. It's a cute little house. But it's in a neighborhood that's harder to sell in. There's a lot of inventory in the neighborhood, and there's just not a lot of buyers in there. It's just a harder sell location-wise. I sold uh, my client this house Oh, about seven, eight years ago. And he's relocated. He's left the city now. He's moved. The house is vacant for the most part. But the neighbors, his lovely neighbors, who he's very good friends with, are looking after the house. So I get a call from an agent the other day. And I don't get a lot of calls on it for showings. So, you know, I'm a little excited. Yep, you go ahead and show. Great house. Good luck. All good. I'm a little excited. There's a showing coming up. So the following day when the showing's happening, it's blizzarding. It's snowy. It's blustery. But, you know, we're still out there, Greg. We're like the mailman. We will work through anything. <laughs> so we're still out there, and um, all of a sudden I get a call from her. She's not texting me, which was most agents do. So when she's calling me, I think, okay, what's up? Why is she calling me? Well, she can't open the door. Somebody has tied, well, the, the neighbors we know, the inside doorknob to the outside doorknob. So beyond just the doors are all locked, she's got the lockbox open, she's opened up the lock on the outside door, They've tied the inside doorknob to the outside doorknob. The neighbors have on behalf of the people who right. want to sell the home. So, okay. I mean, and I can't even understand what she's trying to explain to me. What do you mean the doors are tied together? And she's trying to explain it, and I can hear the wind howling in the background, and she's saying, fix it, Lori, I'm going to sit in my car. So I'm phoning my my seller in, in where he is, saying, explaining the situation, and he's like, uh-oh. So he's trying to get a hold of his neighbors right away to say, because they live right next door. They have keys. Yeah. They're supposedly home most of the time. So I'm thinking, we can resolve this quickly. They can run over, open up the side door, because nobody's getting in the front door because somebody's tied the doors together. And so uh, <laughs> this was a new one to me. I thought I'd heard it all, but doors tied together, I thought, 
Okay. Now, and I understand where they're coming from. They're, they meant well. And, and they're doing it, I assume, for security purposes. But I, I don't know where you're going with the, the door you're tying together has the lockbox right on the doorknob. And, yeah. and you think you might think, you know, if I tie these doors together, even if I open the, if the agents try to open the lock to get in, they're not going to be able to get in. And I had been there a week or two before and it was fine. So here we are, you know, a week out from Christmas or so, a blizzardy day. I get a showing on a listing that doesn't get a lot of showings. Uh, I'm happy to have it. And I have two doors tied together. So this is kind of an extreme example of Murphy's Law and what could go wrong. But uh, it, it's, it just kind of highlights the point of access. Because she's in her car and she's telling me, okay, well, if you can't have... So the, they moved on. She Couldn't moved on. In, yeah. She's got a schedule to keep and yeah. she's not going to sit there for too long. We can't find the neighbor who I was assured is usually always home. Well, they're gone. And I've got doors tied together. All right. Well, look, in summary of this one, I have learned that if you're going to put your home up for sale, you better allow agents to have access. That's what it all comes down. And a backup plan if you're not there yourself. Access and a one backup plan. is dependable. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we eventually we did. She had moved on. I'm trying to get her back. But yeah. hours later, the neighbor came home. And, okay, now we've got it. Is that home still for sale, by it, the way? It, it is still there for we sale. Go. we got to get people into it. So well, now and, that the doors and, aren't tied together, maybe we will. <laughs> What about price? Uh, back in June, you had a buyer who wanted something very specific in a specific building, and uh, I, I think it had something to do with price. Can you share that story? Yes, yes, it was absolutely. I had a buyer who wanted something very specific, specific building, and that's all they wanted. So there was nothing like what they wanted on the market. So then I start back channeling, you know, mass emails to agents that work that area that I know have listing had listings in that building. I'm looking up expireds. In any case, I find one. It's it. It's the, you know, the floor they want, the exact floor model they want, everything that they need. And so I talked to the agent, um, and he says to me, they will sell it, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've had problems with them on price. They, w- they want too much for it. He knows what it's worth. I know what it's worth. We all have the sales data. And we're not, my buyer's not going in low. We're coming in at very fair market. Yeah. And, and uh, he says, okay, write, a, write the offer for me. Uh, let me see what I can do. I'll present it to them. They don't live in the country. So the seller doesn't. So he presents them with the offer, comes back. Nope, they won't take it. This condo hadn't been on the market. So now that we've kind of poked them, said, hey, we have, we're interested, uh, but they weren't interested in our price, they decide, okay, well, we're going to list it again now. We're going to put it back on the market at this high price. So they put it on the market at this high price. And I'm just sitting, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to wait. And I just keep my eye on it. Because I don't think they're going to get that price. Now, they may. I may be surprised, but I'm not often in real estate, Greg. So uh, I wait. And sure enough, he lists it for, I believe, you know, 180 days. So six months later, it expires. I'm, I'm, you know, keeping my buyer updated here and there because I'm still looking to see if other ones will come up. But I've still got my eye on that one because I think that's her house, her condo. Sure enough, it expires. I contact the agent again. Okay, now are they more reasonable? And we had even sweetened our price a little bit the first time because I thought this was good, goes back to those buyers who don't want to rent. Mm-hmm. She was tired of renting. She wanted a, her own place. So we had even sweetened the offer a little bit and they wouldn't take it. So he goes back to them. What do you know? Six months later, yes, they will take it now. So they have spent six months and this condo is vacant, paying condo fees, utilities, taxes, not to mention the time factor, Right. And we end up exactly where we were in June. Yeah. Same price. Wow. When it comes down to pricing, um, you can't be too unrealistic. But also just the fact that 
I guess some people think that, oh, I'm holding out because someone might be moving to Regina and not know any better. But you're still offering the same advice, aren't you, to someone who's just moved in the market? It doesn't matter that they're strange to this market. Someone oh. comes in, it, it's, you know, price is still important to them, too. Price is still important. And, even, and those people I even take more care of because yeah. they don't know the city. They don't know the trends. They don't know the market. They're yeah. coming here blind, right? So I want, and this buyer actually was coming here from another city. So... I want to make sure they have as much information as I do or as somebody who's lived here for 20 years and yeah. is just moving about. You're talking uh, with Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty, and uh, I encourage you to check out Lori's website, lorisells.ca, and her number is 306-591-5192. And we only have about a minute left here, Lori. So um, you're right. You said at the beginning of the show you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know where these interest rates are going. It sounded like maybe that last one could, but... You know, we really never know what the bank is going to do. But at the same time, uh, how does the new year typically start out? Is January, February a a slow month or is it just consistent? Usually, you know, mid-December to mid-January has been typically slow. Last year and even the year before that were different years. It was busy right from the hop. But by mid-January, it'll have picked up again. We're low on inventory right now. Yeah. that'll start to increase. The buyers will come back out now that we think rates have stabilized. They'll be out there. All signs point to a decent market for us for 2023. Now, we may be Saskatchewan-specific because we don't do the wild swings that you know the bigger centers do. Yeah. But for the most part, um, from what I've talked about with my commission and whatnot, we're looking fairly healthy. Okay. Lori, anything to say to all your clients, past and present? Everyone have a very Merry Christmas and call me in the new year. All right. Merry Christmas to you, Lori. You too. You've been listening to Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. I want to thank Lori and you for listening. Again, the website is lorisells.ca. Merry Christmas, everyone.